yeah! At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of The Takedown. As always, brought to you by Phone Soap. Go to phonesoap.com, use the code TAKEDOWN and get 20% off your order. Go to quicksash.io for all those computer problems. Also, we sell Game Up CBD, Future Kimonos, and fucking Adidas at the link in our bio. Yes, that is right, Adidas. Get you some new Ultra Boost, some Yeezys. Um, Kid Cudi just dropped some new shoes, but they sold out in like fucking three minutes. Regardless, hit the link tree, buy our shit. Uh, today, I am joined by probably the most impromptu guest ever. We literally put this together at the like the witching hour, <laughs> like the last minute. Um, it is the psychedelic princess. What is up, Wolfie? What's up? What's going on? I didn't know how else to introduce you. Well, I love that, actually. I'm going to put that in my notes right now. Yeah, that's pretty fire. Yeah. You're going to see that under a picture caption. I feel like I'm the ultimate hype man for everybody. I love it. Like, I try to. The other day, I called my brother the Fleetwood snack on our other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I bet no, he, he ate it up. I bet he loved it. <laughs> he, he he literally cut the recording. He was like, "Yo, that was pretty sweet." I was like, "Hell yeah, dude!" Like that? No, the psychedelic princess. I might I might have to work that in the bio. I don't know. I'm really Boom, liking it though. Fun. I'm out here just uh, I'm out here just naming fools. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. It's been a very chill day. Finished up. Uh, I got that podcast back that I told you about and uh, finished, you know, doing all the editing for it. So that was good. Did some yoga, got a little workout in. It's been good. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Do you know when your podcast is going like, to launch? I was thinking about it today. Um, I might try to have it out by my birthday, which is January 13th. Oh, word. That'll mm-hmm. be tight. Uh, for anybody that does not know, me and Wolfie met via the power of Reddit. She was seeking somebody with psychedelic knowledge to join her on a podcast. Yes. And as you guys know, I am constantly uh, bitching about the legalization of psychedelics, saying that we need to legalize them in all 50 states. So mm-hmm. I could not pass up the opportunity. I'm glad that you came on. Me too. This has uh, already been great, and we've only been recording for two minutes. Two minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had an episode with a fellow named Ian McCall, and it was, gosh, almost a full year ago. Um, he's a former UFC fighter, and he's since retired, but he started working with a company called Decrim California. Have you ever heard of them? No, never. So what Decrim California does, they work with a couple other companies, but what they're doing is they're taking like these athletes, um, like combat athletes, and they're testing out psychedelics on them uh, to see like how it uh, helps or maybe hurts their brain function, hmm. you know, because you know CTE and uh, like like brain damage has been rumored to have been helped by uh, by psychedelics. I wouldn't specifically be surprised. Psilocybin. Yeah, I wouldn't either, honestly. And and after the stuff that he kind of told me, like it all it all kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? That's incredible. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, for anybody that's curious, go to Instagram and type in at Decrim, D-E-C-R-I-M-C-A, Decrim, California. Um, 
Yeah, they're a super good company. And, and as soon as I started talking to you, I was like, yo, I've got to bring this up because have you have you read anything about that? No. About uh, decriminalizing psychedelics? Or you mean psilocybin bringing back memory potentially? Yeah, the, the benefits of psilocybin. Uh, you know, I've... I haven't really done too much reading on the benefits. Um, I I listen to a lot of different podcasts where people talk about it, um, specifically like maybe people who work at MAPS, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yes, ma'am. Um, I was actually hoping to do some work with MAPS. I like got on their website. I'm like, fuck, I need a degree for all this shit. And I'm like, all right, maybe I can be a volunteer, <laughs> like free drugs. But no, nah, they're not doing any volunteer work at the moment. It, uh, it's so I was like curious. I was like, how do people get in contact with these people to be like a trial study? You know what I mean? Like how email do you him. become, what is it? Email him. You just, I sent out so many emails and it sucks because of COVID. Like I think before, uh, they would potentially fly you out to wherever they're located, but there's not too many in Florida. They're like Colorado. There's some in Amsterdam, of course. Um, California, of course, but there's not too many trials being done in Florida that I've heard of anyways. Uh, I actually got an email notification the other day that somewhere in Jacksonville is offering uh, like 30 bucks to like come in and like they hook you up to like ketamine. Have you seen those? I've been wanting to try out ketamine in a clinical, you know, in a clinical setting. I really have. Um, I went to before COVID a lot of music festivals and Ketamine has become huge at music festivals. It's honestly like the new Molly. Like more people are doing ketamine now at music festivals than Molly. And I was like tempted to try it, but I was like, ah, you know, I just, I, I went too deep once doing uh, acid at a music festival when I wasn't ready for it. Like I was ready for the acid, but just not all the people. Oh and, yeah, like the claustrophobia of it. Oh yeah. Just, it was not the best trip. Huh? Who did you see live when you had that experience? Oh, well, by the time it dropped, Khalid was performing. Oh, that's not bad though. Uh, <laughs> he's like he's like asking you to like he's like asking for your location. And you're like I don't fucking know. I, know, like, I don't know where I am in space time right now. But it was really know. funny because like everybody, uh, this was like right before I think it was Okeechobee and everybody like was like, you got to try candy flipping. You've got to try candy flipping. And I'm like, all right. So I was with my best friend. She really didn't want to do it at all. But I was like, come on, we only live once. Don't be a pussy. Let's do it. And like we do it, take the acid. Um, it takes forever to actually get into like the venue and like we get really like we were early for Khalid. So we get really close up and then it drops. I turn around and there's people as far as I can see. And I'm like, all right, don't panic. And then I'm panicking. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, maybe Carly's freaking the fuck out too. Uh, maybe let me see how she's doing. So I like look to my left and she's having the time of her life, arms in the air, singing to the music. I'm like, Carly, we got to get out of this fucking crowd. I can't do it. And <laughs> we ended up like going out side of the crowd and sitting down which is the great part about music fest have you been to music festivals oh i've been to a shitload 
Love it. My type of people. So yeah, I went I went to Rolling Loud and mm. I feel like everybody in that crowd was definitely under the influence of some snortables and smokables. Oh yeah. And oh, droppables yeah. at some point. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. So yeah, we're sitting down and like eventually Carly's like, Do you just want to take the Molly? And I'm like, Are you serious? And she's like, Well, this can't get any worse. And I'm like, You're right. So yeah, uh, I like that logic. <laughs> Just add, add more drugs. My, my face is fucking <laughs> melting off, but maybe this will put it back together. <laughs> exactly. So um, it was an interesting feeling. Have you candy flipped before? Absolutely not. I've told this story a couple times. When I was 16, uh, my cousin had this girlfriend that just got out of jail. Oh, man, the story is not off to uh, a good start. Oh, uh, this, is, this is phenomenal. Yeah, so I didn't know you could smoke mushrooms, right? What? Yeah, did you know that? No. Well, let me tell you, 16-year-old me had no idea. <laughs> and so I'm like 16. I'm like an edgy kid. Like my Bring Me the Horizon band shirt. And like, <laughs> you know, my emo hair like cut to one side and like lip piercing <laughs> and shit. And uh, my cousin and his girlfriend came over for like some sort of family, um, I don't know, some sort of family event, right? So they're like, yo, we're going to sneak off and smoke some weed. You want to go? And I was like, yo, fucking bet, dude. <laughs> and so like my cousin's like a couple years older than me. He's like three or four years older than me. Right. And so like when you're so like I grew up, like my brother's 18 years older than me. Mm, wow. Um, yeah. And so not the brother I podcast with, my other brother, 18 years older than me. So this cousin, like my cousins were kind of like my older brothers in a way, because they were like closer in age and like they're all older than me. And so I was like, hell yeah, dude, I want to seem super cool. <laughs> and this chick, we're just gonna call her in. Uh, had just gotten out of jail for like some old bullshit. And uh, I was like, yo, this is going to be so cool. Like I'm going to just, I'm going to look so cool being able to handle my shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we go to this house near like where we're like, where we're from in Virginia. And like a bunch of people that got in there and like, they painted like a devil on one wall and like a clown on the other. And like, it was just like a bad time pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty, they called it like the, the devil house or some shit. Anyway. So, I was like, yo, let's fucking fire this bowl up, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, trying to be cool. And uh, so my cousin's like, oh, I'm not going to smoke. I'm on probation. And she's like, yeah, me either. You want to hit this though? And I was like, damn, um, I, really don't want, I really don't want to, but sure. So I ended up like cashing the thing out by myself. 16 years old, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like walking, like, because we left and we were going to go like, uh, like crawfishing after that, right? Mm-hmm. We're walking down the road, and all of a sudden, like the whole sky starts tilting a little bit. Oh my god! And then I like looked up at the sun, and I felt like the sun was like yelling at me. Oh! And I was like, (laughs) I was like, yo, I'm like, you know, you ever watched uh, Real Bros of See Me Valley? Mm -mm. Oh, there's one part where this dude's like, I'm straight up not having a good time, and that was me. I was like, (laughs) I'm straight up not having a good time right now, dude. And they were like, Oh, it's just, it's just the shrooms, dude. It'll wear off. And I was like. I didn't want it to fucking wear on. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. So I was 16 when I determined like psychedelics are not for me. Oh and, man. And me, like marijuana wasn't for me. Like after that, you know what I'm saying? For like a mm-hmm. long time. Um, and like people are like, like I, so I tell that story to people and they're like, why are you? Like, <laughs> I know that you? is very interesting that you would have a podcast that involves so much psychedelic talk. Yeah. Like I talk about the legalization of it because like, 
like I'm in like combat sports. Like even to this day, like I don't compete, but like I'm still in it. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think that like decriminalizing psychedelics uh, or legalizing them could potentially help a lot of fighters with CTE or like with brain damage. Oh yeah. Potentially have more comfortable um, like later years in life. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like I'm I'm still gonna ride for it hardcore, but that's just it. like not my scene. I would rather like I'd rather have like a Jack and Coke at like a concert. <laughs> And just watched everybody else. Like I went to Rolling Loud and like there was a chick during Travis Scott. Like as soon as the bass dropped, I feel like she had like a seizure. And oh, it was shit. like it was like right in front of me. So like I was obligated uh to like help. Right. And so yeah, so like I feel like that's just kind of like, you know, I'll just be the sober guy. Mainly right, sober. Guy. Right, right. Yeah. Hmm. That is interesting. Oh, it was a terrible story. I mean, it's a terrible day. It's a funny story, but it was a terrible day. Fuck, 16 years old. I mean, people shouldn't start using psychedelics till like after 18, honestly, like 20, I want to say just because your brain's still developing. So the fact that you thought you were smoking weed and ended up smoking shrooms, that's fucking nuts. Oh, so my cousin actually didn't know either. It was like just Uh. his out of jail girlfriend. Yeah. It was, it was a pretty, uh, yeah, that was a pretty fun, uh, story. (laughs) Insane. Well, candy flipping is like, you feel the acid, of course, because that's what you start off with. And then you feel the Molly, which have you tried Molly? Uh, no, Molly was not cool when I was uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, right, experimenting right. With things. Well, it's a very heart opening type of drug. And it's just like all fun. Molly was like the reason that I was so down to do candy flipping because I was like, oh, it's just going to be like Molly times times two. But it wasn't. It was like the Molly would come in and I'd be like, oh my God, this is what life's about. This is why I'm here. I feel so good. I'm so alive. And then the acid would come creeping back in. Like literally it just like felt like, like a dark shadow just creeping in behind me that I knew that I know is coming, but I can't do anything about. It was, it was a wild night. Got my new phone stolen. Um, Oh wow. iPhone? mm -hmm. Yep. iPhone X. Oof. Stolen first night of the festival. Oof. So that was the last time that I ever candy flipped, but very, that, very big on psychedelics. Very big on it. It sounds it. fun, but at the same time, it also sounds very, uh, like potentially traumatizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and it was definitely. Yeah. Now you can't even, anytime Khalid comes on in the car, you're just like, yo, this fucking guy. <laughs> I can't listen to Khalid anymore. But I also, I think that I want to say I saw Alinium. Um, I Alenium saw is one of my favorite artists. Like so that song, Tom DeLonge. Holy shit! Oh, so good! It's insane. I love how like like soft they are, but then as soon as the bass drops, they're just like a whole different a whole different type of EDM. Just so heavy. I love it. Elenium used uh, actually they remixed Halsey and Juice World, didn't they? Yes, actually, and that reminds me, I saw Halsey that night. I think she saved Word. my life. She was I like, drink water. water. I was like, right. That was like the one reminder you needed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Halsey. I see you. <laughs> I've been there. Though. Like I went and see, I seen Getter live. And, <gasps> I love Getter. He, cause he was about to do uh, his encore as like Tara Reed. And he was like, drive safe, drink lots of water. And then like, <laughs> he walks off the stage and he comes right back on to, oh. to do like the Tara Reed thing. Love it. I was like, wow, that's pretty nifty. 
Yeah, Getter was absolutely sick live. And I started up front, like front row. But I feel like everybody that like does hardcore drugs always moves to the front. Oh, yeah. They make and, their like, way up there. Oh, yeah. They're like rolling. They're touching everybody. Like I had one one guy with like his hand inside my headband. And I was like, no, this is not <laughs> happening, bro. You're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I was like, this is mildly uncomfortable. So I moved. Uh, up to like the second floor because like it was in Raleigh, North Carolina and they had like a two-story uh, building we were in. So I went to the second floor, which if you ever have the opportunity to see a concert from a second floor, definitely do it because mm-hmm. pretty tight. Love that. Yeah. Have you seen, like, do you see a lot of bands live? Like, or pre-COVID, did you go to a lot of concerts? Um, I Just festivals mainly? Mostly festivals. And like, if it wasn't festivals, I had this one friend who's like, like EDM is her life. So she would find like all these performances from different DJs and we'd like go to those underground type of deals. But I've been to a few J Cole concerts. Um, and then besides that, yeah, just festivals rolling loud. I saw. So good oh my God. Tears. Just literally my first rolling loud. I think I bought the ticket because like I was, I'm seeing 21 Savage. Like that was 20, my favorite rapper. 2018. <laughs> yes, I think that's. I think that was. Yo, Miami. Yes. Hell's yeah! You know, little <laughs> little pump was like beside the stage that night. Did you see that? Yes, insane. It was just so good. But I literally like didn't even really care that J Cole was performing. And then after seeing him, I was like, my life has changed. I will I, literally uh, get J Cole's face tattooed on me. I literally. So, like, I'm standing, uh, you seen Little Uzi, like, when he jumped off the tower that night? He's crazy. <laughs> I did see uh, that. <laughs> after that, like, there were some people running, right? And, like, after Little Uzi, I can't remember who was after Uzi that night, but after Uzi Wheelie, we were making our way to, like, go get some water or something. These kids, like, ran by, and one of them fell and, like, kicked dirt up. And so, like, dirt went in my mouth. Oh, fuck. And I was like, well, that's gross. So, I went to spit, and as soon as I spit, there was, like, two girls, like, behind me. And they're like, that's fucking disgusting. And I was like, <laughs> you just seen what happened. You got, you guys got dirt on you too. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You guys are fucking disgusting. You should be spitting. <laughs> you yeah, I, was like, dirt. <laughs> I was like, yo, fucking have fun with your fucking dirty ass legs now. Like, <laughs> like it blew my mind. And I didn't, I was like, you know, cause like, I don't like, I don't really party cause I'm like drinking or I'm driving at the end of this. So I'm like, yo, right. I'm, I'm too not drunk to deal with you hoes. Like, <laughs> and I had no comeback. Like, I just looked at him and I was like, I don't even fucking have anything to say. Right? <laughs> That's me like all my life. And then a week later, I'll be like, fuck. No, exactly. Yeah, I've done that same shit. Like we're driving back from Miami and I'm like, oh, fuck, man. I should have said this. <laughs> that role in love was so cool though. Meek Mill coming in like fresh out of jail. That yes. was pretty tight. So good. I did miss like most of the last day though because it was raining and everybody I went with was like, it's not worth it. I ain't gonna lie, dude. Post Malone in the rain might be the best Post Malone you can see. I literally just want to die thinking about it. I was so (laughs) down. I was like, let's just fucking go. And everybody I was with was like, nah, let's head home. Fuck it. And like we had just taken Molly. So we were all like rolling fucking face in the car on the way home. And all I want to do when I'm rolling is listen to music. Like any drugs, Molly, acid, shrooms, make music. It, 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 
they pair with music so well. So that's all I want to do. I'm like, somebody turn up the fucking music in this car at least. And they were just having these deep life talks. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, it's this car. <laughs> I know. This is the ride we're having. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it was so bad. And all like literally off in the distance right before we left, like I see people running in the rain towards the stage that Post Malone is on. And off in the distance, I hear, are you guys ready for Post Malone? And I'm like, fuck my life. 21 was super good. Oh, my gosh. XXX, too. The last right. live X. That oh was super gosh. tight. Very yeah, special. Yeah, that rolling around was so cool. And then, like, I feel like that year, like, that we went, like. It was the it best was, year. It was, it was the best year, yeah. But I feel like it was still under the radar. And then, like, the next year, like, all these people that I grew up with and, like, went to high school with in Virginia are like, yo, I'm trying to go to Rolling Loud this year. And I'm like, what up, bitch? Here's my wristband from last year. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I heard from a lot of people, actually, that uh, the 2019 one just wasn't, it wasn't that. Little Pump blocked me on uh, Instagram. No way. Uh, yeah, back in 2000, when did he start popping? Like 2017? I think so. so he blocked me on Instagram. And since then I've made like a new Instagram and I follow him because I can kind of, <laughs> I can kind of appreciate him now. But at the time I was like, yo, I'm not trying to see a little pimp out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, and so then that song, um, the Gucci gang started Gucci playing. Gang, I was like, the, gang, yeah, that was like the first shit he, he played. Of and course. I was like, this is actually kind of tight. And then I was like, <laughs> no. all I can think about for the whole time he was playing, I was like, this motherfucker has me blocked on Instagram. Like, <laughs> For real. Ice cold. <laughs> little does he know. <laughs> yeah, little does he know I'm here right now. <laughs> yeah, that shit, that was such a good concert. And then, uh, did you ever go to Warp Tour? Mm-mm. I've heard uh, of it, Warp, though. Warp Tours used to be the absolute best. And they were like, one day, like, that's what I need in a festival now. Like, as I get older, like, one day. Right. And then I can just, like, dip. Yeah, go, it really does rest. take it out of you. I remember being in Phoenix and going to Warp Tour, and it's like a hundred fucking eight degrees, and these Jeez. bands are like, "Yo, our my, like our speakers literally won't work because <laughs> of the heat." And I'm like, "Yo, same, dude." <laughs> I'm trying to post up by the water tent, dude. <laughs> Facts. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm like thinking about making that move to Arizona, but Florida's already so fucking hot. Let me tell you, I uh, so I was out there in the summertime when I first went out there, and at the time I smoked uh, cigarettes like Marlboro Reds, and so I would walk outside of a nighttime to like smoke cigarettes, and it would drop down to like maybe like low eighties to like high ish seventies, uh, and I would be outside with a hoodie on because it's so hot during the summertime. Like like during the day, it'd be like one hundred five, one ten, whatever. It's just so fucking hot. Like I literally had this pair of work boots and I, I got them like super sweaty from like working. And so I left them on my balcony uh, like one Friday day when I got off work. So then Saturday morning I got up to like go out on the, the patio and like smoke a cigarette mm-hmm. and my shoes had like melted. No. Yeah. And then like we had like a trash can melt while we were out there. We found a scorpion in our mailbox. Like it was just super hot. Fun. I'm not trying to like talk you out of Phoenix because like Phoenix is super tight. <laughs> but... Phoenix off the list. Yeah, Phoenix is pretty cool. You ever seen a live scorpion? Never. You know, and I, had scorpion, I... I had a scorpion crawl out of my bathtub recently. Really? There's scorpions in Jacksonville? Yeah. Fuck. 
Well, I'm on like the outskirts of Jacksonville. I can't okay. ever, I can't ever tell the listeners where I live. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, I don't want them beating um, down your door. No, they. Let me tell you. So, what's that word I'm looking for? You know the word, the A word. Mm, asshole, apple. What? No, no, no. The the anon word. Uh oh, anon. Qanon. What? No, no, no. Anonymity. Oh, anonymity. Thank you. Yes, that is crucial. Uh, once you start like podcasting, because. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like people like, and I know this sounds bad because like people listen to this podcast because obviously they like me mm-hmm. and I feel bad saying this, but I don't like them hitting up like my personal life. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So I try not to give away too much. Gotcha. But I also give them just enough. Just enough. Just enough. It's like a really weird balance you got to find. Cause like I'll catch myself and like with stories too. Like I never want to give away like actual like friends or like family members names because then I don't want them to like search them. Right. So I always like abbreviate everybody like Ian. Well, you guys actually, the chick that shroomed me, her name's Nicole. Y'all can find her. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Please find her. <laughs> There's a bounty <laughs> out on that bitch. Yeah, everybody else, everybody else, you know, they get, they get the, uh, the A word, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Anonymity. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I needed that. You're, I'm literally just going to like pay you to come on this podcast. And every time I need to say that word, just be like, yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Wolfie, hit it. <laughs> Anonymity we a, drops mic. Drops mic. We were doing a mic check, and I was like, "Yo, say real hot girl shit," because she, you had this this fucking echo that was just so perfect. It sounded like you were in space, <laughs> and that, like that that amused me way too much. <laughs> I mean, it's just a knob away if it needs to be done again. Yeah, let's do it. Can we? All right. All right, you ready? Real hot girl, real hot girl shit. shit. Hey, from space. From outer space. space. (laughs) That is so tight. I'm so happy that I found out what knob that was fucking coming from. It was really blowing my shit. I was like, what? I didn't. I just, I tried so many different things. So many different forums, YouTube searches. Couldn't figure it out. I ain't gonna lie. I got this new microphone and like the first day I tried to record a podcast, had the microphone off the whole time. No. I got like 10 minutes in and I realized that, yeah, I was trying to do like a solo (laughs) podcast. Yeah, I got 10 minutes in. I was like, wait a second. Wait a minute. I am. Uh, I'm super excited for your show, though. Thank you. Me too. Um, it's it's uh been it's been fun. Like I told you, I am not really too enthusiastic about much. Like I'm just not that passionate about too much that I can do, like creativity wise. I mean, like I like drawing and painting occasionally, but I'm not that great at it. And I feel like I kind of just found my niche. So we'll see how it goes. It's like it, podcasting so weird because like when I started this, like I had no. Um, sorry, I'm fixing my headphones. I had no. Um, I don't know, like I was interested and like I listened to a lot of podcasts, but mm-hmm. I didn't really think that like this was going to be anything. Like I, I truly and I, I done a solo podcast earlier kind of just like thanking everybody because like, I don't know, like I just didn't think it would be like what it is. Not right. that it's like the, the biggest show in the world or like, you know what I mean? But like uh-huh. I have people engaging with me like on social media and like people like calling this, this voicemail that we have and leaving like these ridiculous voicemails for us. <laughs> <That> <laughs> is so dope. 
it's it's so crazy like i never dreamed that it would be this and now that it is this like i'm realizing just like how passionate i am about it i guess love it it's that shit though like you got to keep with it because Mm -hmm. like like i'm not gonna lie i put out two podcasts in the same week like a month and a half ago and my numbers like dropped like because i guess like you oversaturate your own market in a way really like yeah, that's exactly what I've done. Like I oversaturated my own market and my numbers never recovered. I mean, they recovered now, but they never recovered for, I'm going to say like a month. Hmm. So I was planning on dropping like three, maybe four podcasts like together once when I finally do like put it out there and then like, you know, just keeping them rolling, like keeping them coming like week after week. Do you think that that's maybe not the best way to do it? Now that that might be like f- like as you open the show, like you just drop four episodes, boom. That way you have like a back catalog. That might right. not be a bad idea. Um, what I done was I literally dropped one on like a Friday, and then I was like, "Yo, I'm so excited about this second one, I can't <laughs> wait!" And then I just dropped it on Saturday, like you know what I mean. So like I and like at the time I was doing like maybe once a week. Okay. Um. So like I'll sit on this one right here until maybe Saturday or Sunday mm-hmm. and then drop it. I'm recording another one on Sunday. Um, and then like after that, it'll probably be like during the week, like every week, every weekend, every Wednesday, maybe something like that. Oh, cool. Very Cause cool. My, my brother and I drop our other show every Tuesday at five thirty AM. And like, we've noticed like the analytics are like super, like consistent for that. Whereas like mine jumps up and down. Oh, okay. You know, because Good I don't, I just pick like a random day of the week for this one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's really weird though. Podcasting. Weird world. Especially if you're like, if you do it by yourself, I got on a solo podcast earlier and I literally had to take a minute after I recorded to be like, yo, that was weird. <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking to everyone, but no one at the same time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's, that's what, uh, that's what it was with me. Cause my first couple of ones were just me and I'm like, this will be easy. And then I sit down to do it. And it's just so funny. Like the amount of long ass spaces of silence where I'm trying to come up with something to say. I made that, notes for like the first time ever today. You what? I made notes. Like for my oh, solo podcast, okay. yeah. <laughs> they help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like usually, like I'll just talk and like talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and then like you kind of feel crazy, or like you're right, like you'll have like these weird awkward silences. So I made notes, and I literally decently followed the notes. I just didn't follow them in any order. Right, <laughs> like right. I, I hit every checklist. I just you know maybe moved the boxes around a little bit. Love it. Yeah, I. I think I got to start some kind of a note system, help myself out. And um, it's also funny, like another thing when I'm editing, the amount of like noises that I make that I have to edit out, like this right here, I did not realize how much I do that. I do it so much that I kind of have this theory that my ancestors may have like only spoken in tongue clicks. Like it's like a nervous thing, you think? Or like a... I... I Apparently, I do it all the time when I talk, and I have no idea, but it's literally like. I got a message, uh, like eight podcasts in, like I was still very new, that people didn't want to hear this noise. And for anybody that knows what this noise is, I'm going to do it once, and then I'm going to like edit it all out. Like I'm going to edit everyone but this one out, but it's this noise. 
I had no idea that people would get so fucking triggered by me hit, hitting the <coughs> hitting the vape. Oh, really? Yeah, they got pissed. <laughs> there was one guy, he sent me a message. He was like, yo, can you just not do that? <laughs> I was like, wow, oh, dude. Way to, way to be <laughs> passive aggressive, dude. Yeah, sure. You know what it is? It's probably all the people who quit and they know exactly what you're doing. So they're like, their right. nicotine receptors are pissed off. They're like, what the? where the fuck is our nicotine? That's why they're mad. I got to cater to Nick Jones 82 every single time I podcast. I'm like, sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry. But yeah. So I have to go through and like, I'll noise reduce it. So like where I can barely hear it. And I'll just like try to find those little bitty spaces or like I'll mute myself most of the time now because like yeah. I have guests that can kind of cover it up for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's super, super weird. Um, so other than this podcast, what all you got going on? Um, well, I'm actually starting this new endeavor and what it's essentially going to be is me and a friend of mine who are really big into, uh, wellness and spirituality. We're going to start doing these soul alignment sessions where we get a group of people probably like gather in a a state park. We're going to do some like cute boho decorations, whatever, and uh, lead a guided meditation for people and just explain the power of a human that's in alignment um, with their highest self, you know, and vibrating at a higher frequency. And you're going to take peyote or no? <laughs> I fucking wish. The other day, uh, when I told you that I was doing shrooms, I was like, I was getting a lot of insight. And I, I had wanted to do the mushrooms for a while by myself because I've always tripped on mushrooms with people. And you want to make the introspection, you think? The introspection, yeah. Mushrooms is fucking incredible because it's literally like you're just getting downloads from the universe. That's the best way that I can describe it. Downloads. That's actually that's the way you texted it. (laughs) (laughs) Was it? I was like, yeah, that's tight. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like so. I've been wanting to do it. I hung out with a good friend of mine the other day, and he just threw me some shrooms. I didn't even ask for them. He's like, here you go. And I was like, fuck. So they've been sitting on my dresser for the longest. And like I had wanted to take them, but it just wasn't the right time. And then the other day it was the new moon solar eclipse. And the energy was just like, I was getting so many signs from the universe. Like just, it, it was all go. Like before where I had questioned and been like, should I take these shrooms? I felt like the universe was like, take the fucking shrooms. And they're called golden teachers, the strain that I took. So I did. And I was just getting all these downloads and I kept, I was like, fuck, these are meant to be taken ceremony style. Like, like it was amazing taking them by myself, but I was like, imagine having a group of like-minded people all taking mushrooms. Like imagine that's, that's how people did it in the past. You know, that ceremony style taking of mushrooms used to be just like ayahuasca. Like it used to be a big thing, but they used to do it all the time. And I think that's, how they were meant to be taken. I, I can only imagine uh, what what it would be like to do a ceremony style like that. But it was really good. I don't know if you know who East Forest is, but I he has this album called Music for Mushrooms and he studied sound healing and he's uh, he's big into the spiritual realm too. So this album that he created called Music for Mushrooms is kind of intended to uh like ramp it up into kind of like a more like more on the more spiritual side of things um yeah. and so 
and like took the shrooms, smoked a little bit. I'm sitting on my patio and I'm listening to uh, this tripping playlist that I always listen to just to like ease me in. And it's funny too, because like I wrote in my journal, first solo trip or first solo mushroom trip, 12, 14, 20. And like, it's like four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> took the shrooms with lemon juice and crackers, 4.30. That old familiar feeling is here. <laughs> it's like it's it's here. Breathe through, and that's literally all I wrote. I didn't write down shit else because I was fucking gone. So I'm listening to that playlist, and like it's great because music on mushrooms is fucking incredible. It literally takes you into different dimensions. And I'm like, all right. I just kept like in the back of my mind, it's like you know what you said you were gonna do. You were gonna listen to East Forest music for mushrooms. So. I did, and immediately everything got holographic. And it's funny because I've been finding out through talking to so many different people about their mushroom experiences that not everybody gets the visuals. Like, you know, and even when people do, sometimes it's just like Tracy, I guess. But for me, I always get visuals. I didn't think I would get them this time because it it wasn't a high dose that I took at all. But something about his music, the visuals just got ramped up. Everything was holographic, how it always is. The universe becomes fractalized. And I just, I start seeing so much sacred geometry, which is something I've been trying to learn more about. That shit is fascinating. But I I think it's so crazy how these numbers and these patterns are literally woven into the universe um, in so many different fashions. And then like, me, somebody who knows nothing about the flower of life, I trip and I see the flower of life everywhere. I see Metatron's cube. I couldn't stop thinking about the fucking pyramids for some reason. I was even getting little visuals of pyramids while I was tripping. Come to find out that the pyramids were, you've heard about how the pyramids line up with the stars. I think the aliens built the pyramids. So I've I've read that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like literally, um, the same type of sacred geometry that that correlates to uh to the flower of life and all that stuff and and you know I wish I could fucking explain it better but this guy Randall Carson I watched this whole exposé that he did on how our ancestors literally lined up the pyramids to line up with all these things in space and sacred geometry goes into all of it. So that was really interesting. And now something I want to do is I want to take mushrooms and go see the great pyramids. I feel like there's some, there's some, something to be unlocked there. Really feeling called to do it. I've been really feeling called to do ayahuasca too. So I have a friend that that, uh, has been trying to persuade me to come out to the desert. I don't want to like give out where he lives, but trying to persuade me to come out to the desert and do peyote with him in like an old like ceremony style. Wow. Yeah. Like in the hut. And I'm just like, bro, I don't know that my anxiety <laughs> could truly handle that. Like I feel like I'd have a panic attack up until like the moment I blasted off from earth. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck. I would love to try. I want to try all that shit. I want to try San, San Pedro is the same thing as peyote, right? Yeah. I got a buddy I'll put you in contact with after we, after we jump off. That would be amazing. Um, but I've been really feeling called to do that. Wachuma and ayahuasca, especially. I don't know. There's 
you know, you know how they say, like, if there's the calling, you know, answer the calling, not everybody has the calling, but that it's been literally all I've been thinking about lately. I, uh, so uh, the last couple of podcasts I've done, I've talked about aliens and the pyramids have came up. I remember being in, uh, excuse me. Sorry. I had to like clear my throat. I remember being in, uh, like history, like when mm-hmm. I was in like elementary school, like me and you're around the same age. Like you probably, you probably had the same experience where right. they're teaching you about the pyramids and about great Egypt and, and all this stuff. And like they're showing you like these pictures in these history books of like people carrying these stones on their back and like they're mm-hmm. walking like damn near like straight up, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. oh, this is this is how they got it. And I'm like, <laughs> even even then, like even being in like like fifth grade, I'm just like, how the fuck did they? Wait, make okay, this shit's not fucking adding up. Yeah, that, that like because they said like isn't isn't one block like over like over five hundred or eight hundred extremely heavy. They yeah. they definitely were working with technology to be able to do that. There's just no way. But then again, we don't really know. Like we think that we're the most advanced civilization, but uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Graham Hancock's work, but there's more and more evidence pointing to the fact that maybe the Egyptians were way more advanced than we thought they were. They had solar powered little toy cars for the kids to play with. Really? That's very, that's very fascinating. My buddy, uh, my buddy Lefty uh, from the neighbors upstairs, uh, and my buddy Eric from the ABLT podcast, which I got to get you in contact with those guys because you would absolutely love their podcast. Oh yeah, um, they. So we've done this trilogy, right? Where like we done the first episode on ABLT with Eric, and then the second episode was on the neighbors upstairs, and then the third episode was on mine. We done like a little oh, that's trilogy. So dope. That's so funny because you said the neighbors upstairs. And I thought you really meant the neighbors upstairs. Oh, no. <laughs> that was what you just said. He doesn't no. like giving out too much information. <laughs> no, I live, I live like on like a, like an acre and a half by myself. So if I had a neighbor upstairs, like I don't know him, but no, um, we were talking about like aliens and they brought up the fact like, what if aliens are just people from the, like from the past or like from the future mm. coming to like, you know what I mean? Like almost save the world in a way. It makes sense. I was, I was like, yeah, that's super fascinating. That would explain like how the pyramids got built. Or, like the Sphinx, like who the fuck carved that? You know what I mean? Right. Um, I, well, my theory is that you, I'm sure you're familiar with Terrence McKenna. Oh, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> well, his theory about how the way to contact aliens is through psychedelics makes so much sense to me. I think that I think that our ancestors, the ancient Egyptians, all kinds of all kinds of different everywhere in the world, I think all kinds of different people were taking psychedelics in very large doses and I think that's how they communicated with the aliens. I think they use the plants not just as drugs, but as plant technology. And I think that communication showed them how to line up the the great pyramids with the stars exactly and showed them how to set up Stonehenge so that they could find out exactly how the earth was rotating and when the winter is coming and, and, and when the summer solstice begins and all this shit. Because how the fuck, how the fuck did humans figure out back then exactly where the earth is in correlation to all these different planets, all the, the sun and you know, the, the earth is, it's rotating on its axis. Right. And then is it, 
isn't the axis itself rotating? And then it's also orbiting around the sun. And then, and they knew all this. And they, we didn't even know all of this until we built satellites, you know? So it's just like, how the fuck? And what comes to mind is mushrooms because I'm getting the fucking visions of sacred geometry and all this shit that I can't explain when I take them. Like, who knows? Who knows what was going on back then? But that's- there's a there's a theory that um, you're familiar with DMT, yeah? Um, yeah, I haven't tried it. Unfortunately, there's a there's a theory that people who experience high levels uh, like DMT dumps, right? Because your body makes DMT naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this theory that people who experience these DMT dumps are, um, like they are the ones like when they get it in like the middle of the night, essentially. They're the ones that are having these quote unquote like alien abduction uh, stories and like they're coming out with it. Like, mm. have, you, have you seen anything about that? No, I haven't seen anything about that, but that is fascinating. They think that a lot of the people who claim to have been uh, like, like probed and abducted by aliens were just experiencing like a huge DMT dump in like the middle of the night. And like that's their, their explanation. But then you have these people who they'll take DMT, dimethyltryptamine. And they'll have these weird, um, like religious, like spiritual experiences. Mm-hmm. And they call it like the God molecule for like a reason. Like, right. I definitely feel like uh, cultures outside of like our own, because me and you both live in in America. I will give the fans that we both live in America. Um, <laughs> that much you know. That much you <laughs> do know. with it what you will. Um, no, it, it, cultures outside of our own though have used DMT or peyote ayahuasca to have these intense religious experience, uh, experiences, right? So it's kind of my understanding that these are potential lifelines to the spiritual world or to the world beyond ours. And mm-hmm. that is why they're illegal. Right? Oh they're God. not, they're not worried about people taking DMT and crashing a car. No. Right. Because the majority of the people that take DMT are going to respect it more than, than that. Right. right? So I feel like they're worried that we might find out a little more than they want us to. They, oh, yeah. I was actually just watching a podcast with Joe Rogan, Randall Carlson, and uh, Graham Hancock. And Graham Hancock is a fucking genius, and he always refers to us as a species with amnesia because we've forgotten everything. Like, we think that we're the most evolved you know, a uh, form of humans that have roamed the earth. But in reality, they've found so much evidence that humans were very evolved. We just kept getting fucking wiped out. And they think that um they think that they've left the pyramids and also all these other like uh hieroglyphs and all this stuff to tell us to give us some sort of insight as to how we can stop that from happening again. And another funny thing that Graham Hancock was talking about uh, that reminded me of what you just said is, I guess he was, uh, I don't know if he he led the study or he was just talking about this study being done, but they gave a whole bunch of different people who had no way of connecting with each other, didn't know each other at all, DMT for the first time. And literally so many of them came back saying the same thing that they saw these entities and the entities were all smiling and so happy. And the entities were like, we're so happy that you've found this technology. Which is fucking crazy. Like, But that's really what it is. It's plant technology. And I think that 
if psychedelics were to become legal, um, society would change dramatically. But the insight that would be gained from that happening, I think we would definitely evolve as a species. Because you've heard of the stoned ape theory, right? I have, yeah. And what I'm referring to is uh, it's Joe Rogan. Uh, he had on Shooter Jennings, country music legend. Okay. Uh, episode 532, where he talks about like these crazy spiritual experiences on DMT. And Joe talks about like his own DMT experiences. And like, I'm... I, so I try to not talk about like religion or politics. I'm actually a, like a very religious person. And I like, I, even I think that there is a connection between DMT and like religion mm-hmm. and a spiritual awakening. Um, it, like there's so much there that people are just trying to like, it feels like they're trying to shut it out almost. Like they don't want to, like they want to push it to the side. They're like, Oh no, that stuff will, that stuff will make you go crazy. Like, right, right, right. I don't know. There's a, there's a line, there's a, a Sturgill Simpson song where he's talking about DMT country music singer talking about DMT. <laughs> it says, uh, they're worried it might make you go crazy, but then again, it might make you go sane. And like, I truly believe that. Like, mm-hmm. like I truly believe these were put here for a reason. Oh yeah. And I don't know. Big government's full of shit though. You know what I mean? Full of shit. <laughs> Fucking full of it. Oh my God. Here's the thing. I don't even, I do like the term conspiracy, but it's just, I hate the connotations behind it. Like if I go, if I introduce myself as somebody who is really big into conspiracy theories, people are going to be like, oh fuck. Well, she's fucking crazy. When in reality, conspiracies are probably they probably have more truth to them than half the shit that we're being spoon fed by the fucking media. Because at this point, like I get so caught up in these conversations about how there's the 1% that's really controlling everything. The wealthiest people in the world, even science for, for science to be funded, they need to be funded by somebody and who's going to fund them. The rich people who want them to put out the, the data, sorry, I just hit my mic, quote unquote data that they want coming out to the public. So if it's if it's a scientist with a theory like um like that's going you know to support everything that we were just saying, they're not gonna get any fucking funding. They're gonna have to find a way to fund themselves. So what's really crazy is like you just mentioned that. That's like probably one of the bigger things that like I'm into is like the quote unquote like the elite. Mm. You know what I mean? Like studying the elite and like you see these things. Are you like a QAnoner? Mm-mm, no, I, I don't even know what QAnon is, honestly. QAnon started as this. Uh, sorry, I keep clearing my throat a lot. Um, no, you're fine. I, uh, so I found QAnon first when I, I listened to Alex Jones on Joe Rogan and he was talking about Pizzagate and I was very intrigued. Fuck. Uh, Fuck which I, I firmly, you don't believe in it? I know. I I watched one documentary and it fucked me up. I yes. literally couldn't even finish it. And I was like, all right, well, I do. I do, though. I do I think it's Tom true. Hanks anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fucking Oprah's out. <laughs> I, I, showed, I showed one of my close friends that. he He's kind of older than me. And uh, I showed him that today, right? Mm-hmm. And he just goes, holy shit, dude. And I'm like, yeah? And he goes, yeah. Holy shit. He's like, can't watch Tom Hanks anymore. Like, that's the only thing you got from that, bro. <laughs> but no, like that's what I'm really into. Like, and so QAnon started as like they were into like the Pizzagate theory and they were 
Uh, then it turned into like the Wayfair conspiracy and they, they were really oh. following that. And then QAnon really lost a lot of people when they said that um, essentially like Donald Trump was supposed to be like the savior of America. Right. Like I, th- I think that's where QAnon lost a lot of people, mm. which I mean, it kind of makes sense. It kind of doesn't. I mean, it kind of just sounds crazy uh, not to get like too political or anything, but right. it, it does seem like one side is trying to shield people a lot more than the other. Right, right, right. And I follow like Pizzagate really hard. I follow the cabal. I truly think that there's a group of evil people out there that are oh, they're 100%. Doing, these, doing these satanic rituals and, and they're funding half of the world. More than half of the world. More than half of the world. It's so fucked up. And a big thing that I just have been thinking about a lot lately is sex trafficking. Like, how fucked up is it that so many kids are going missing? Kids and people. So many people are going missing and the news is not saying anything about it. Isn't that the biggest what the fuck there is like the news can release 500 stories about COVID in a fucking day, but nobody's saying anything about the God knows how many kids that go missing every single day. Why is that? Hmm. I've said this multiple times on here. Uh, I'm not knocking COVID. It, it is something that has claimed multiple lives. I mean, multiple hundreds of thousands of lives. I mean, it's claimed a lot of, a lot of people. And mm-hmm. if you've been affected by that, I'm truly sorry. But they're using this as like some sort of weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. Weird as fuck. Some kind. Go ahead. uh, I was just going to get into my rant about there's just so many different angles that you can see, see it from. Like human connection is probably the most important. One of the most important aspects of why we're here. And people can't even can't even get that little dopamine hit that they get from seeing another human being smile out in public anymore because everybody's face is covered up with a mask. So we're becoming desensitized to each other. Everybody's fucking cooped up at home because it's bullshit quarantine. It's giving, it's giving our phones uh, so much more time to learn our facial cues and, and, and our moods and collect data from us. It's just all fucked up. And I definitely feel like I just don't even yeah, I feel know. I like they used it to their advantage. It being like a an election year, like I feel oh, like definitely. it was. Yeah, and it, it this is something that's claiming lives, and you you guys are using it for like a political ploy. Like it just makes mm-hmm. no sense. And I, I'm just I'm one of those guys. Like I'm hardcore libertarian, right? Same. Like I oh hell yeah I uh, I just I don't know. It's it's very hard. And you like so you'll see a news uh, like a news story, right? And they'll say oh. Yada 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 yada. Right? You'll see this on like Fox, and then you'll switch to CNBC, and it's the exact same wording. Mm-hmm. And then you'll switch to uh, like NBC, right? Or you'll just you'll just keep flipping, and it's the same wording. It's like this is the same story, just coming at you from different mouths and different right, voices. right, right. And that's what's so crazy to me. And and what blows me away is people people don't think about the media, right? The media is owned by five different corporations. Yep. All the media that you get comes from five different corporations. Oh, yeah. If, if you think that those people are not going to put their best interests forward, that's just crazy thinking. You know Literally. What I mean? George Soros, the Rothschilds, like these people own the world. And that's like, that's a fact. Yeah, they're just going to keep 
they're going to keep doing what needs to be done for the world to be ran how they want it ran. And I'm like, how many people does it take to wake up? Wake the fuck up. See, realize what's going on, you know? I did see, uh, I use Amazon a lot, which I'm not proud of, but it's so convenient. It is um, it's very convenient. I use Amazon a lot, though. And, I, you know, Jeff Bezos going through his divorce, his ex-wife is now like really the sixth richest person in the world or something. Yeah, <laughs> she she gave away like six billion dollars this year to charities. I was like, "Yo, that's wow. the ultimate fuck you to Jeff Bezos." Yeah, I thought that was super cool. That's awesome. And I was like, "You go, girl! Like, keep spinning that money, like <laughs> for real." <laughs> keep doing it. Like, I like that. The big middle finger to to Jeff Bezos. I thought that was oh, kind of yeah. cool. I will say one celebrity that I like absolutely love, Elon Musk. Like that guy. Elon Musk for fucking president, if we're being That's honest. What I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I drove a Tesla not too long ago. Holy How fuck. How was it? By far the best vehicle I've ever drove in my life. I'm it's near to 60, like, like it would literally snap your head back. Like it'll take your breath away. You go so fast, so quick. It's so crazy. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, definitely trying to manifest a Tesla. Yo, same. I have a motorcycle. And I'm like, yo, I will straight up sell this back to the dealer for that <laughs> Tesla down payment. You know what I mean? <laughs> Give me a Tesla. No, but Elon Musk is a fucking genius. He's so smart that they're just letting him do what he wants. Did like he, he shoot a Tesla off in his space? I believe so, yeah. I like how he said, oh, uh, I'm just going to make a flamethrower. And they were like, all right, bet. And then he does. I'm like, <laughs> Literally. You know, every, everybody's walking around with a flamethrower. I'm like, yo, that's tight. <laughs> He's just amazing. When he was smoking weed with Joe Rogan, I was like, this is so good. This is fucking golden. I've watched that one. I cannot even tell you how many times. Have you watched the the second podcast? Yeah, and the face that he makes right before he does it, he's like, hmm, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude. Right, he's thinking of like all the backlash he's going to get from it. And he's like, fuck it, still going to do it. But that Neuralink shit that's coming out, yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. I just I, feel like I feel like if you're giving a paraplegic the ability to walk, like that's one thing. But the actual like to make people intelligent, like that, just feels too uh, disingenuine, right? Because that's the cool thing about humans, right? Is like we fuck up. We're not an AI. We're not a computer. We're not a machine. Like we're a, we're a human being. Mm-hmm. living breathing with blood lungs like and if you create something like this neuralink thing you hook it up to somebody right and now let's say i said wolfie what is the capital of uh i don't know Prochkow, russia oh it's and, easy it, and, yeah and you were like oh that let me just let me just tell you and you right, said right. it like that that just be kind of weird right it just i don't know why wouldn't yeah. i have my fucking phone Right, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, if if people are walk around everything, like it's just it's weird. It's very sketchy. Like it's sketchy as fuck. It's literally like, so it's iRobot. Oh my god, so iRobot. The two movies that I've been thinking about the most lately is iRobot and I Am Legend because this vaccine, fucking fingers crossed that there's no turn for the worse, but it's fucking weird and. AI, the age of AI is upon us. And I'm very torn by it because technology is great. It's allowed us to do many amazing things. Um, But the dark side of technology is 
very similar to the dark part of COVID is like human connections fucking gone. I can't tell you how many people I link up with and they're on their phone the whole time. Like I make, I make it like, you know, uh, like a, it's a thing for me. I I put my phone down when I'm with somebody because, you know, you want to soak up as much as that of that person and be as in the present moment as you can be. And you're not going to get that from being on your phone. My little sister and my little cousins, they're, they, they're, addicted to their phones and then this whole Neuralink thing that's coming out it's like okay it's it does have the potential to take humans to new great lengths which is great but we already have very very intelligent systems and processes going on within us we have for the longest we already naturally have so much intelligence in us. And when you begin to align with these these more primordial parts of yourself through meditation and all these different spiritual wellness practices, the shit that you can tap into is pretty fucking cool. It's, in, it's incredible. And it's sacred. And it's just like, I feel like that's in the completely different direction. Like how many people with Neuralink are going to want to meditate? Do you know what I've been thinking about a lot lately? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, do you remember that movie Bird Box? Oh, do I? <laughs> Where there's this uh, airborne disease that mm. makes people want to commit suicide, right? So they cover their eyes the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they introduced this movie, and it was absolutely smashing records, right? Mm-hmm. It's first week, like it wasn't it like the most watched thing on Netflix of all time, whatever, right? So I feel like they, and so this is another thing that the news will do is they will slowly filter in propaganda. Oh, yeah. Um, or they will portray something to almost make it seem normal. And I feel like in a way, the bird box thing, and I'm not one of those people saying, oh, they made COVID happen overnight for a reason. Mm-hmm. I am saying that it's very convenient that bird box came out last year, two years ago. <laughs> and then this happens, this weird pandemic. It's just so crazy. I and thought the same exact thing. There's just a lot of really weird coincidences. TV shows like Rain, um, the the Rain, Rain, whatever. Just it's very weird. And you ever you remember when The Purge first came out? Mm-hmm. I had someone tell me uh, who worked in government at the time. They were like, "That's like the official government seal. Like they didn't make that part up. Like that part looks absolutely correct." And I remember thinking after that, I was like, "What if they showed us The Purge back in? Do you remember when that movie came out?" Mm, no i'm gonna look this up for us really quick just for factuality but what if they introduced this uh this film to us and they proposed this idea and then they just decided one day 2013 they just decided one day oh this is gonna happen fuck right you've already seen it you've already seen an entire film franchise about a tv show yeah it's it's almost like you're like you're being desensitized to it Right. So then, so then by the time it happens, you're just like, oh, it's going to be just like on the movies. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Oh, well, Purge Day again. It's completely normal. Everybody just has to kill somebody sometimes, get it off their chest, and then everything's back to normal. Let's get down in our bunkers, everybody. You know the drill. That's I'm going to smash up some of those uh, those Christmas cakes. <laughs> Christmas cake. I'm going to smash up some of those beforehand. Just not going to lie. I, I definitely have thought about like what I would do if like – 
the purge thing was real and I would have to strap up, not with the intention of hurting anybody, but just protecting myself because I would be fucking out here. I'm stealing a Tesla. I don't give a fuck. I'm stealing a Tesla. I'm I'm hitting up a couple different jewelry stores. Fashion Nova is going to see me. Their distributor will definitely be seeing me. Like, you know, there's some shit that I would have to get done, but. Get Fashion Nova in the link in the, the, link <laughs> in the bio right now. Use code Wolfie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've, I've still, I've been thinking about this, right? And I've proposed this with my friends one night uh, while we were on holiday, right? So I was like, yo, if the purge was to happen. Hey, you gotta camp out by Tesla, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as they close those gates, you know you're just hidden in the bushes. As soon, I'm talking about as soon as they hit that little bell, you know that little siren or whatever. I'm jumping <laughs> the fence, grabbing a Tesla. I'm driving straight home, and then, Easily. and then I'm just gonna 24 hour podcast that shit. I'm gonna be the voice <laughs> of chaos. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna live stream Twitch that bullshit, and just you know, fire. Maybe, Coming at you live, Purge Radio. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like just giving numbers, them- the numbers that it would do. Uh, well, people probably wouldn't be listening because of pure fear. But like the next week, <laughs> those numbers are going to skyrocket. They're going to be like, "Yo, look exactly. at this psycho! <laughs> he just talked for twenty four hours straight." <laughs> yeah, let's hope that uh, let's hope it never happens. Have you ever? Do you ever watch King of the Hill? I used to religiously with my sister growing up. That used to be our show. It's my all-time favorite show. I still watch it every single night to fall asleep. But there's Love an episode it. where Dale creates his own pirate radio station, and he he does it straight for like 48 hours. I feel like I remember that episode. Yeah, he's like he's like in the basement, like doing the the broadcast for like 48 hours straight, and he's like boil up some Mountain Dew because we're getting. <laughs> Have I guys? Have I already told you guys about the Kennedy assassination? No, I've already went through that. He's like shaking off all this stuff. <laughs> it's gonna be me purge tonight. I'm like, oh fuck! And I hear I go 9/11, Pizzagate. <laughs> have I guys told you about this album I'm listening to? <laughs> Can someone please bring me some soda? <laughs> I might even switch back to Monster at that point. You know what I mean? You're killing me. Yeah, that's not going to be that. If the purge ever happens, tune in to the takedown on Twitch. (laughs) You guys heard it here. It's at link link in the bio. (laughs) King of the Hill is so fucking good. I love cartoon, like Family Guy, King of the Hill. I've been wanting to rewatch The Simpsons again because there's some fucking shit going on there. I've I've seen like where they like apparently predicted all this stuff, but... Mm -hmm. You got to wonder like how much of that's just like a shot in the dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, the Simpsons, there's been just so much that it's to the point where I'm like the creators, the creators must've been warning us. I feel like they were trying to warn society to some extent, but then again, who fucking knows? But family guy is also another big one for me. I absolutely love, um, I was always an American Dad guy. American Dad was my favorite. Roger and Klaus. Like, I always thought Roger and Klaus would get their own show, and they never did. Like, for sure. Yeah. Um, There's King of the Hill, American Dad. I watched... uh, Did you watch Brickleberry? Mm -mm. I've never heard of that. Brickleberry was so good. It came on Comedy Central. Daniel Tosh was like this little talking bear. 
And it was about these absolutely inept park rangers. It was absolutely hilarious. It was like a little cartoon kind of thing. <laughs> I, um, think, I think I've seen, I, now that you say that, I feel like I've seen something about it. Yeah, it was it was absolutely hilarious. But uh, I was addicted to that. And then they ended it. And then I started, you ever seen Letterkenny? Mm-mm. They done like a cartoon version of that show called Little Kenny. So I watched both of them. Like I loved Letter Kenny. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to watch Little Kenny. And it was actually pretty good too. Did you watch Bojack Horseman? I've been seeing a lot of people tell me to watch it, but I've never. Well, who's the guy? Will Arnett? I have no idea, but uh, that show's fucking good. I had to stop watching it like after, you know, a couple seasons too deep. And I'm like, all right, like now they're just really dragging this one out. But it's it's pretty good. Funny stuff. I'm going to Google this. I think Will Arnett is the like the main character. If so, I absolutely hate that guy's voice. <laughs> Like, really? he, was a, he was in a movie. You ever seen uh, Let's Go to Prison? Mm-mm. Will Arnett, Dax Shepard. Um, so essentially, Will Arnett is like the son of like this judge and Dax Shepard intentionally gets him sent to jail. And then he gets himself sent to jail so he can like kick his ass in jail pretty much. Uh, and then they end up becoming friends. Will Arnett leads like the Aryan Brotherhood in there, and it, he starts teaching him yoga because he's like a like a judge's son, like he's like a typical rich guy. Fuck. So he's like teaching him yoga and shit. Yeah, it's like super mental, but um, I don't know. I just don't like that guy. Yeah, he does have a super douchey voice. I'm trying to bring if it that up. Is him. I'm trying to bring it up, right? Yeah, Will Arnett. Yeah, so Will Arnett is BoJack Horseman. Yeah, I don't like his voice. It's like super like like this ish like real douchebag type of vibe then. Real douchey. Let's see yeah. what else has he been in. Um da 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 da. He was in Grindhouse, which I didn't know. That was a good ass movie. He was in Hot Rod. Hmm. You ever Never seen, seen it? Semi Pro? Mm-mm. Oh man, with uh Semi Pro had uh Will Ferrell in it. No? No. That's funny. I, I consider myself a pretty a big movie person, but apparently I not. I don't consider myself that big of a movie person, but maybe I'll reconsider that after this <laughs> after, the, after this little lesson. Yeah, I don't I so I grew up watching um like I grew up watching a lot of movies because I didn't have like dial up internet. Mm-hmm. So I never got like Netflix when it first came out. Right. You know what I mean? So like it was, I had to go buy them DVDs. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We used to have this Blockbusters right by this place called uh, Ryan Steakhouse. My parents loved Ryan Steakhouse. It was like a, mm-hmm. like an upgrade from Shoney's. Do you remember Shoney's? I've heard of it. Uh, it was pretty shitty at best, but Ryan's <laughs> was like a little upgraded version of Shoney's, but we would go to Ryan's and then we'd walk next door to Blockbuster. And then they they got shut down. There's like one blockbuster left somewhere in bumfucked Oregon. Right, because I'm like, where else is it going to be? <laughs> right, me and me and Scotty are trying to get him to sponsor the weekly forecast. The other podcast that I do, <laughs> we're trying to get him to sponsor that shit. Oh, that's so good. Uh, really quick before I let you go, can I have all of your info so people can find you? Right, if they want to look into you, if they want to look into your show, where can these people find you? Yes. Well, my Instagram handle is lilwolfie.xo. That is L-I-L-W-O-L-F-I-E-E period XO. Um, And my podcast will be coming out very soon. 
It's going to be centered around spirituality, psychedelics, mindfulness, meditation, ancient religions, all that good shit. And it's going to be called. Yes. Yes. It's going to be called the Wolf Portal. It will be available hopefully on um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, What else? Hmm. I want to say that's that's pretty much it. I don't really do Facebook. My Twitter is pathetic, so there's no reason to mention that. I never mention Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this shit's pathetic. I have like two followers. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Twitter's hard. People don't people don't retweet generously at all. No, not but at yeah, all. That's, that's pretty much it, right there, guys. Hell yeah, sounds good. If you guys want to find Wolfie, go find her on Instagram. That is at Lil L I L. Wolfie, W-O-L-F-I-E-E dot X-O. That's it. Uh, As always, guys, hit the link in our bio to buy CBD, to buy some new jujitsu geese, to buy some Ultra Boost because we are sponsored by Adidas now. Also, go to Phone Soap, get a little tannin bed for your phone, use the code TAKEDOWN, you get 20% off. Oh, and call our hotline. It's 502-694-0749. Wolfie, thank you again. Thanks for having me.